<laughs> All right, Nerdy Bones back in the studio. This is a Nerdy Bones roundtable. It's like the sideshow of Nerdy Bones. I'm hanging out with Tony. What's going on, brother? Hey. <laughs> so what's new with you, man? Oh, you same old, same old. Can't really complain. Still doing the music thing. Um, you know, just hanging in there like so many of us out there. <laughs> I started doing some new work, which is interesting. When getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. But it's like you said, it's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Get, get to spend my afternoons at home, work on the podcast, write out uh, the singularity, which is going to be awesome. Right, and that's an important thing, man. Doing what you want to do. Right. Oh. My my dog is still adjusting to the new, <laughs> like, because now her poop time is about four fifteen, four twenty in the morning. <laughs> Tell your dog when to take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, guess what you're pooping at this time now. <laughs> <laughs> she adjusted pretty quick though, but like I, I walk back <clears> to <throat> the door like eleven thirty noon at the latest. <laughs> Her brain sends a little memo to the colon. <laughs> hey, we're changing. We're changing shifts. <laughs> yeah. I always felt bad about that because if I, if I was told to hold it at a different time, you know, like, <laughs> you, you think about a dog's schedule. I couldn't do that, man. I, I pee like two or three times an hour. Mm. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine me like, okay, I have to stay inside and not pee or I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah, that, I have to admit, man, that's a, that's pretty rough, you know. I wouldn't be able to do that. No, I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> there have been many times where I've had to hold it and it's just, it's it's a hard thing to do, man. But, you know, it's either that or yet fine for peeing in public. <laughs> Actually, uh, the one and only time I got in trouble for peeing in public because I couldn't help it. It wasn't when we were doing the car detailing. I'm pretty sure I got close. But uh, it was a, uh, a trip to Zia Records. Mm. And uh, we were there. Me, and my, I forget who I was there with. But it was like 20, 30, 40 minutes had gone by. And I was like, fuck, I got to pee. Yeah. And there, everybody's just like looking at records. And I, I, I go outside. I go outside and just find a secluded spot. It's like 9 o'clock at night. Whip it out and go to the bathroom. This guy's like, hey, man, you got to use the bathroom? I'm like, no. Mm. <laughs> I just zip back inside. So, hey, buddy, you going to pee, be pee in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, here's kind of the crux of, of a situation like that is that <clears throat> so many places don't offer restrooms to the public, some with good reason depending on the area of town you're in, but... <clears throat> What do you do in an instance like that? How do you how do you explain it? Do you just piss yourself right then right. and there? You know, because there was a single store that would let you use their bathroom. Well, even and then, and then they want you to buy something, right? Like, that you know, like uh, a lot of places I've worked is like, oh, you have to be a customer. So in other words, we have now a form of pay toilet, <laughs> right? Which is a thing in England and stuff like that. But like for me, like when I got to go having Crohn's disease, and I know you have similar issues. Like, when I got to go, <clears throat> I have to go. And it's, I've caught shit so many times in my life because I'll take, like, a fucking two-liter piss and then ten minutes later I have to do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. It's just, it's just how your body is. <laughs> like it's like, I don't remember drinking that much water. <laughs> but it's, well, then, like, for me, it's a lot of outside factors because I take, like, pre-workouts and stuff like that that have high amounts of caffeine. Mm. That will mess with your bladder something fierce if you're not careful. It's like, wow. I never wow. Even thought about that. Yeah, dude. It's, well, I mean, for me, but then again, I take a lot. I, I live off of caffeine, so <laughs> it only makes sense to me. 
But it just sucks, you know. It's like you gotta go. You start bobbing in. You know, excuse me, can I use your restroom? Yeah. And then they yeah. say, well, you have to buy something. Okay, what's the cheapest thing you have in here? <laughs> Give me a pack of gum. Well, we ha- yeah, we have this pack of gum, which <laughs> at one point in time used to be 99 cents. Now it's two ninety nine plus when, tax. You remember when pack of, packs of gum were a quarter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it was like a spearmint gum of some sort or something like that? Well, I, I, would, get, <clears throat> I would get winter fresh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 25 cents. <laughs> it's like the inflation thing is kind of crazy to think about. It's like, uh, I remember getting on the bus. It used to be 25 cents. Hey, yeah. And then it became 50 cents. Mm-hmm. And then it became 75 cents. Let's see, I, I definitely remember the 75 cent days. That was actually very nice. <laughs> and you, you, got the paper trans- <clears throat> you got the paper transfer. Mm-hmm. And they had that special little hole punch that they would use. That way you would know that it was from a Suntran person and not your own. Yeah. <laughs> It was a weird shape, too. God, Suntran. God, I remember there were so many times where, especially in those days, where depending on which route you took, you didn't even have to really show them the exact transfer itself. Just as long because they were printed similarly. They just had holes punched in different areas. So if you just kind of walked up and flashed uh, the same color <laughs> transfer for that specific route... Or the and that day. Yeah, then you could just pretty much ride for free. That was a nice little loophole that they eventually did catch on to. And now <laughs> uh, they... Uh... Riding the bus. And then I remember they even switched to cards for a while. And yeah. I mean, at least here in this city, it's now it's free. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. It, it really, really is nice. Well, and it, it, looks like, <clears throat> it looks like it's going to be free for the foreseeable future, too. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's something Chad and I were talking about. Like, Suntran's talking about, like... Buses are just going to be free. Because huh. there for a while, nobody was riding them. Right. So well, shit. And to, it's $1.75 last time I rode the bus. Yeah, dude. That was a kick in the, kick in, real kick in the dick. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice to be able to get on the bus and not have to ride your bike. But Jesus Christ, man. Right? Think about how many people ride the bus in one day. It's nice to have quarters for laundry again. That was That's fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> So one thing that I wanted to talk about, because uh, uh, Morbius, dude, let's talk yeah, about Yeah, yay, Morbius. I'm, I'm super duper excited, man. You know, and I'm pretty picky on the Jared Little rules. Right. And I think he'll do very well in this one from the trailers. It looks and, good. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's definitely more of a, of a darker, I mean, he's a dark character, period, but... I mean, it's definitely good to see that they didn't try to like sugarcoat it. You yeah, know? yeah, and that, that it really, it really gets my goat. <laughs> I love, I love that phrase. <laughs> it gets my goat that freaking, you know, certain movies get sugarized. You know, they sweetened up, and before you know it, there's no guns, just assholes with walkie talkies yeah, pointing yeah. at each other and making walkie stupid talkie. sounds. Uh, but you know, I, I, I've got high hopes for this one. Me too. Like, uh, I'm one of those ones that likes Jared Leto as the Joker. I just do because it, it's comic accurate to a specific story. I'm drawing a blank on what it is, but that's comic accurate to that story. But it's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody's read that book, and like, I, I am no expert on it because I can't tell you what the story what what the story was. The way I guess. The the part of the Joker was written for that movie or even for that specific series. 
I did not care for. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a very classic Joker oh, I fan. Get you. I get you. Caesar Romero, Nicholson, you know yeah. those I, those are those are the the ones that bit, did it for me. I've been uh, practicing my Kevin Conroy voice. <laughs> really? Yeah. Check this out. Check this out. I've I've only got like one or two phrases I can do, but the one that like I feel like I got on point is the Joker. Hmm. You know, just. When when Batman says the Joker, nice, <laughs> or Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> like, there you go. Hey, dude. I'm, I'm I'm working on it, like because uh, because I, I got the voice down. I just have to think of things that the Batman would have said. I am the Knight, right? <laughs> and you just work on it, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that's cool, dude. I'm I'm definitely glad you're working on that. No, more. Well, Kevin Conroy is my. He's like the pinnacle of the pinnacle of voice acting for me. Nice. Well, well, Mark Hamill, of course, same cartoon. And then you got Clancy Brown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that guy's awesome, man. And believe it or not, Casey Kasem. He... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Really? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he did Shaggy, and he did... Count- That's right, he yeah. Did, he did countless... Like, uh, I had, like, a whole list written out the other day. A whole it would blow your mind like Casey Kasem did that character. He was he was Robin in the original Batman cartoon. That's right. <laughs> so, and now coming down on the charts, <laughs> me whooping your ass. Then <laughs> <laughs> the Shaggy, like Scooby Doo, is not a cartoon that I really watched, but uh, you got to respect the um, what it was for people. Right, you know, it's been around a long time. Yeah, God, just mentioning Casey Kasem, man, that totally like makes me feel very, very aged. Well, the the fact that we even know his name, right? It makes you wonder how many Casey Kasem's top forty. Well, it makes you wonder how many people that are listening to this right now are going, "Who the fuck is Casey Kasem?" Well, (laughs) you should Google it. Right? Google Casey Kasem. That guy's got a very long history in entertainment. That really, really cool voice. <laughs> and speaking of voice actors, uh, <clears throat> X-Men 97 coming back. Oh, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. When is that? 2023? I think, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's all the classic... Well, the actor... I'm drawing a blank. The actor that played Cyclops passed away. That's right. Yeah. And that'd be hard for me to think of somebody that could replace that voice. Well... But- Here's a little bit of solace in in moments like that. It's it's one thing if the actor turned it down and then they just had to scramble for somebody else. That I could see a lot of critics putting that new actor through the rails. But in this instance, I mean, it's not you know this new person's fault that the original actor died. <laughs> you know that that is a very tragic loss. But so he's got some big yellow boots to fill, right? I mean, <laughs> he's got a template to work with, and then let's see what he can do on his own. All right. I just remember the original Cyclops voice and the original original run of uh, the X Men the animated series. He just uh, <clears throat> for me commanded so much respect. Right. Like when he when he would talk, he'd be like. I can't. I can't even begin to imitate his voice, but like his arguments with Wolverine and then Professor X and directing the team. Like, okay, that's like reading the comic books. That's what Cyclops sounds like. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that they kind of <clears throat> try to stick with the idea of trying to keep it sounding similar. Mm-hmm. But you can't get mad if they try to go in a new direction. But the whole thing is the show is supposed to be starting off 
from that well, last episode. I mean, in in the direction of the voice acting, that's that's that can be something different from the actual story plot itself. I mean, I don't worry about them changing up a voice actor or two. Mm. As long as they kept it in the same type of framework that they had when they were doing the original series. Right. You know, if they can keep it like that, more accurate to the comics as best as they can, you know, without going too far out <laughs> of the scope, then, you know, I'm not going to have a problem. I think it'll be a good introduction to newer generations mm -hmm. you know? oh absolutely because not too many kids know about that series yeah, I have that same show thing on DVD. yeah same thing with the the spider-man series too yeah yeah if uh funny <clears throat> funny side note i saw on the spider-man series from the 90s if you actually watch it he never punches anybody i actually i saw i, saw, I like saw and read a thing on this is because it was the night in the that uh studio show didn't want any like real violence he was solving his problems with his webs and his ability. Like he, he they, think about it. Think about the Spider-Man animated series. He never punched anybody. <laughs> well, there was that one with the rhino where he almost like smashes him with the door. Well, he's punched a few. I'd be willing to bet. Yeah, it's it's something to Google because <clears throat> because when I heard it and saw that, I was like, wait a minute. Well, that, that's the thing, though. It doesn't necessarily make sense for them to do that to Spider-Man, but allow it in X-Men. True. Because there was physical violence in X-Men. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So, I mean, they were going on around the same time. And even also, in a different universe, uh, was it the uh, Batman and the Batman adventures were still going? Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and that had physical altercations. Oh, yeah. with, just in the opening credits alone, you know, the guy's <laughs> getting punched in the face. That's true, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I don't know... I wouldn't put necessarily too much stock in that. They might have... Well, I wa that's a cartoon I watched a lot. Yeah, me too. And, <laughs> and in hindsight, I can only think of like maybe Venom that he got... And maybe Shocker that he got into a fist fight with in that cartoon. Uh, like I said, man, I, I mean, it'd be worth just re-watching the series just alone. To, just to yeah, just to watch it. it. But, I mean, eh. It just, to, to me, it just doesn't really sit all the way. Yeah, it's, it's weird. You know, like, because when I came across that factoid I was like shit I don't really remember any like real big fist fights in that cartoon but then again though how long has it been since you watched it 20 something years there you go <laughs> <clears throat> what was a cartoon that I that you enjoyed because that I haven't brought up yet cartoon from the 90s oh shit there was a shit ton of cartoons do you remember Pirates of the Dark Water yeah that was a good one man. yeah I remember watching that one um, fuck, I mean, <laughs> in the 90s, I remember there was the Fantastic Four cartoon, mm -hmm. also the Iron Man cartoon was right. done, She-Hulk, she -Hulk. the Incredible Hulk, the She-Hulk series, I think, was a, a very short-lived one. Yeah, it was good. But, though. um, you know, I actually, I, I watched a lot, but I was really into, like, my 80s cartoons. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, because Silverhawks was definitely one of my Silver favorites. Um, Voltron, of course. Voltron. I remember Voltron. Transformers. Transformers. Um, but then during the 90s, there were some really weird and awesome ones like Barnyard Commandos. Barnyard Commandos. Holy and, crap. like, was it, well, I think it was, like, Bruno, see, like, Special Agent Bruno. Bruno. Yeah, Special Agent the Cat. Eek the oh yeah, Eek the Cat was an awesome series. Yeah, Eek the Cat. The same thing with the Beetlejuice series. Mm -hmm. That was a good oh, cartoon. Yeah. I, I want to say the uh, original 
like the Beetlejuice cartoon actually started in 89, I think. It might have. I mean, I have the DVDs somewhere. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. That was so good. <clears throat> it was a Tim, Tim, Tim Burton classic that just turned into a cartoon. Right. Well, I mean, it just made perfect sense that you could kind of cross uh, cross it into that uh, that particular venue just because, well, it's very <laughs> animated in and of itself. Well, the 80s and 90s were definitely an amazing time in animation and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, we had Thundercats. Hmm. With, <laughs> with uh, like you said, Silverhawks, Voltron, uh, the Centurions. We also had the Ghostbusters cartoon. Ghostbusters cartoon. Or yeah. the the real, real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I thought that was funny as shit. And it, it, was, mm-hmm. it was so weird that they turned Egon blonde, like, for no reason. <laughs> no, they kind of, well, they did. They messed around with the characters a little bit. Egon's, I, I always have a hard time remembering all their last names. It's Egon Spangler, Ray Fiennes. No, Ray Stans. Ray Stans, Peter Venkman, and Winston... Zedmore. Zedmore. Okay, I was going to say for some... Well, that's probably why I don't remember it, because it starts with a Z. I, I love that. Um, that fir- the first movie was wonderful. I enjoyed it very much. I loved the cartoon. The second one was nice. It had, it had a couple hinks here and there for me, though. But uh, it was still a great movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just th- then uh, I haven't got it. Actually, I haven't had a chance to watch this new one, Afterlife. Uh, I've heard a lot of good reviews, but I've also heard some pretty shitty ones too. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you never know until you try. Right. It's like um, just recently, as a matter of fact, I had watched uh, Dune, which was a wonderful, wonderful movie. Nice. I'm a big fan of the 1984. Uh, uh, telling with, under David Lynch's directing, that's actually one of my favorite favorite movies of all time. But the new one I thought was pretty pretty awesome. I mean, the characters themselves, the writing was definitely they made it a point to try to stick more to the the novel than oh, rather really. I didn't know that Hollywoodify it. You know, I didn't know that. There's a few things that like you would have to you would need to read the book to be able to catch. Otherwise, you're not gonna really you're not going to be able to make that connection and be like, oh, okay, yeah, they were talking about that because that's in the first book. <laughs> blah, blah. But it, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful movie for nerds. I highly yeah, recommend yeah. it. I haven't <clears throat> seen any, like, real good movies lately. Other, You know, I've seen uh, Spider-Man in theater a couple times now. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Then I haven't seen that one yet. It's pretty phenomenal. See, I I don't know, man. I I, I have my so many hinks because I've been disappointed by Spider-Man movies before, yeah. and it's just you know. <laughs> well, for me, Toby is always going to be the original cinematic Spider-Man. And right, I, right. There's spoilers, <clears throat> which I'm not going to be that guy. But uh, if you're a Spider-Man nerd, I recommend watching it. Like, mm. It'll it'll. It'll make it'll make your heart swell. I don't know. It's got to be a damn good movie for me to go spend my money on it. It was. That's why I didn't like. There was a lot of movies I didn't see. Like Deadpool was a good example. I didn't want to go see Deadpool one just because. I still lo- I love both of the movies. I love them. Well, what pissed me off about it is that at first I was extremely excited about it because Deadpool is a great character. But then, all of a sudden, it's a flood of merchandising, commercializing. I couldn't take a piss without either hearing something about Deadpool or fucking 
just just being immersed about it. It was just it bothered the crap out of me so much that I just did not want to go see it. That's and to fair. this day, I still haven't finished the first one, and I haven't seen the second one. That's fair. That's fair. Like for me, it was. Uh, I think the reason things hit so hard, like you said, <clears throat> the flood, is because Deadpool is a character that uh, is just fucking phenomenal, and I think Marvel just tried to not not Marvel at that point, uh, Sony. Try to capitalize on the <clears> fact, <throat> you know, and Mar- Ryan Reynolds. There's nobody else, nobody else that could play him, ever, ever again, right? Ever, ever right. again. But uh, <clears throat> I, I fully, fully love the movies, and uh, I remember going on opening night for both of them, and I just fully enjoyed them, like from start to finish. Hmm. And uh, <clears throat> you know, Stanley's in the first one, but that's. It's neither here nor there. Like like you said, with the flood of merchandise, it's like a thing of... Deadpool is such a phenomenal character that Rob Liefeld, like, he's still cashing in on this character fucking 25 years later. Right, right. And it's just so good. Written well. Like, all the best Deadpool stories, like, written well, are fucking amazing. Like, uh, his whole thing where he talked Thanos to death. Yeah, <laughs> not not Thanos, uh, Galactus. Yeah, that's right. And uh, <clears throat> where uh, he got, he got imprisoned by uh, the the embodiment, <clears throat> he got imprisoned imprisoned by the embodiment of death, and he was trying to get out of his cell, and he teleported to get his tor- teleportation belt. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just the the, the Deadpool is just one of these. Yeah, I get it. He's he's Deadpool. You know, he's a fourth wall breaking, can't die character. But that's what makes him fucking so awesome. Well, right. I mean, he has his place in the universe. Yeah. It's just I just did not like not being able to not see it everywhere. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's fair. You know, and on that same note, like uh, when the first Spider-Man movie came out, I was just like so upset about these kids. They're like, oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Like, you've never read a Spider-Man comic book. Take that shirt off. <laughs> you know, but that, that's, well, how I, that's how I was in like 93 or seven or whenever the first one came out i don't fucking remember now oh see but then again i mean that like that with spider-man that was i mean i thought it was finally awesome that they were redoing another movie or redoing a movie of spider-man because i remember the show back in the day and then um but i just i don't know i mean i saw kids getting into it mm-hmm. you know some trying to be so there was a couple that tried to be well, hardcore I, was, I, was, about I, it, but. I was being a gatekeeper I thought, right. I was being a gatekeeper at that point back in the nineties. Like they let's say these kids would have never heard of Spider Man before uh-huh. other than this movie. Who am I to say that's not Spider Man? Well, but at the same token though, it's like shit. Everyone's heard of Spider Man. That's at now, least now. <laughs> well, even in the back in the day, dude, everyone yeah. had at least heard of Spider Man. Maybe not everyone was reading the comics, but right. everyone that was a well known name by the eighties. Well, the fair, 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 you know, and the same thing with Superman. Yeah, you know, you heard of Superman, you may not know his story or his alter ego or what he does for a living, you know, under that assumed identity, but you've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you, you remember Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum? You know those names? Smallville. Oh, oh. uh, so uh, Tom Welling bought the rights to Smallville. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing is doing an animated series, and Michael Rosenbaum, he recently he was Lex Luthor in that show. He played the Flash in the Justice League cartoons, 
And so um, Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum are going to do a animated series of Smallville. Yeah, right on. And uh, that's awesome. That is pretty cool. That's <laughs> awesome. And, uh, I just I think about these old cartoons, man, <clears throat> and the way they hit me. Like, uh, what was I watching the other day? Oh, the uh, the uh, Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> do, 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 do you remember watching that? Yeah, Christmas with a Wookiee. Yeah, where, <laughs> where Boba Fett tricks everybody. I God, man. Oh God, that was so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was before we were born. I just remembered that they would rerun that every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> the live action Christmas. Oh Lord. Right. <laughs> I just love the, those characters. I haven't watched the book of Boba Fett yet. Oh, no. I haven't it, seen it, that I, It's on Disney+. Plus. Like I, To be fair, I still haven't finished Mandalorian. Yeah. I, I remember, I think I did finish like the first couple of seasons. I haven't watched, I don't know if the other one's out yet, but I don't know. I'm When it comes to things like that, it's like it would be awesome to watch if, I would happen to be there while someone else is watching it. Right. I, <laughs> right. I I've got a little bit few more important things to spend my money on. Yeah. I mean. Well, luckily, yeah. my, <laughs> luckily my uh, Disney Plus, my Disney Plus is uh my but my buddy's account. So yeah. well, there you go. Can't complain with that. I, I canceled Netflix again for like the third time because there's just nothing on there I care to watch. Well, you see, that is one of those few things. Oh shit. That I do miss is uh, is Netflix mainly for Star Trek. I can watch the Next Generation over and over and over again. You can't blame me for that. And I'll never get sick of it. I mean, I love that show. <laughs> I don't care what anyone else says. I am a Picard fan. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Like I, I was watching uh, DS Nine actually earlier this morning. And uh, the two Cleon women come on to DS9. Oh, and, and, yes. Bursa and Leitor. Yeah, they, they don't want to give up their weapons. Oh, Ursa. It was. Oh, God, God. Crap. I can't remember the name. Yeah. But then again, I'm stoned. Well, yeah. So this works. <laughs> it's, but Ortho is like. Not Ortho. That's He Man. <laughs> the, what's the, the shapeshifter guy on. Odo. Odo. He's like, you can either leave the station or give up your guns. And. They give up their guns. Dude, the actor, Rene, I, 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 I'm terrible with pronouncing his last name. This is Arbu Jeanois. But um, wonderful actor. That guy has been in so many different is that movies. Yeah. That actor is, has been in some of my favorite movies, actually. He's been in Police Academy. Who was he in Police Academy? Uh, not in the original, the first one, but I think it was Police Academy, like the Fourth one? I've seen them all. I it's love the police. one where they go take that nice little vacation down to Florida okay. for that policeman's conference. Oh, and they're on the boat and mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. He was there. He's one of the hot. He was one of the guys who kidnaps uh, Commandant Lassard. No shit. Mm-hmm. And he was also in Benson. He was in Boston Legal. He's done numerous voice acting roles. I didn't know that. I mean, that he is one versatile actor, man. <laughs> I would definitely, definitely put him up there with one of my favorites. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I used to watch a lot of Deep Space Nine, uh, Next Gen, Next Generation. Watch the original with Pops. Right. I was uh, going through 
some of my stuff the other day and I was watching the one where uh, Kirk and Spock get teleported to like 1930s. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, he got his, got his head stuck in a rice picker. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's obviously Chinese. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> That was, you know, it was a good I liked the first series, too. It's just dated. No, I mean, well, even for its datedness, you know, it was a, it was a good series. I just liked the second one more. Yeah, well, Next me Gen, too. That's the one we grew up with. Next Gen had definitely more inclusive characters, I think, than the first one did. I always loved Riker. Riker was a personal favorite of mine. Right. And Data. I always loved Data. I was definitely a big fan of Data. Yeah, Data's all, and uh, Lore. Lore, his evil twin <laughs> that had emotions. Mm. Like, uh, I've got uh, the character Q. Oh, yeah, he, uh, he gave he gave Data a genuine laugh as a gift. Mm-hmm. He's just like, ha, ah, ah, yeah. ah, and uh, <laughs> Picard's like, What's the matter? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just starts laughing harder and harder. Data, you laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, and then there's another one, Patrick Stewart, man. There's there. He's timeless as a motherfucker. Yeah, dude, that guy got solidified at one age. I mean, talk, talking about Dune, and he's, he's he's Sir Patrick Stewart now. No, oh, he got knighted. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> good for him. Well earned. I, I always loved the uh, the character of Jean Luc because, like, uh, I remember episodes of uh, Next Generation where mm. he's like. On a farm and oh yeah the winery <laughs> yeah right yeah the the character and then I've been I've got got to watch a few episodes of Picard which is oh that is a, that actually I did see that series that you, was you, that was awesome <laughs> you got to watch the whole thing mm-hmm. oh man I've, I've seen like two episodes so I, I can't speak the on ending it. was wonderful yeah very no, that was a the whole thing was just great, dude. I it, totally recommend it. I heard they're actually going to be doing a continuation of what that. Did you, what did you watch that on? I, My friend actually well, was my roommate at the time. He had it on, I can't remember what service it was. Yeah, yeah. See, so that's where I'm not sure. Yeah, but it was super. I want to say cool. it's Paramount or something like that. I don't, I don't know. It could have been like Amazon Prime, I, it, the Evil Empire. <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching a show called, uh, um, I think we talked about it before, uh, Avenue 5. E, uh, yeah, you've mentioned that one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's got Hugh Laurie. <laughs> it, 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 good actor. Yeah, it's funny. There, there hasn't been a lot of good shows out lately, though. Like, I just don't watch TV. Well, that, then that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, so many people now are watching, you know, they, they're they stuck watching TV for one reason or another. But, oh, right, right. You know, so it's like, and like I was saying earlier, it's like TV itself, I mean, what we know as television, syndicated television, doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, it, oh, the, no. the channels are there. But at the same token is that you have to pay for the box to get the digital channels. Eighty-something dollars a month just to have service. Right. And so in and of itself, TV has just basically morphed into any other live streaming service. And the only part of it is that TV still sucks because (laughs) you can't pause, you can't rewind. You know, so you might as well piss your money away on something like, you know, Netflix or Hulu or whatever, you know. 
And yeah, there you go. I have Hulu, I have Disney Plus, and I have uh, Amazon Prime. Hmm. And uh, I like to have Amazon Prime because they have a, a, a lot of things I do. Like, I had to cancel HBO's to have, so like HBO is like, okay, here's this like $14 a month subscription. Here's something every so often that you want to watch. Right. Every so, but you know, with uh, Amazon, if I really want to watch it, I can order it and rent it for three dollars, and and watch it. Right. You know? All right. Well, uh, here's the thing, man. It's like when it comes specifically to like television shows that I love, like The Simpsons is a good example. Oh, yeah. All that's on Disney Plus now. Yeah, and all in all, <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd rather buy the DVDs. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. I get that. When it comes specifically to some of these companies, I there's some I will not ever pay for. I will not subscribe to their services. I have no need of their <laughs> their dirty product because they have taken something that I enjoyed watching and now has now folded it into their greedy dark and try know. to squeeze more money out of you. Exactly. And they've, you know, certain empires already have enough to where they can actually go up into the stars. So oh, yeah. they they don't need my money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who needs my money. My my friends who have their little shops downtown, my friends who have their mom and pop shops, you know, there on you Main go. Street. Yeah, there you go. They need my money. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Keanu Reeves is trying to come back and play John Constantine? And yeah. you know how big of a deal that is for me. Yeah, I was wondering how you'd feel about uh, that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Because uh, the, the first one that he did was okay. Mm-hmm. If that's your introduction to John Constantine, that's cool. And the, the first movie had a lot of scene for scenes from, uh, I think it's called Hell's Book. Mm. So they, they did their research. My only, here's the thing, take Keanu Reeves and dye his hair blonde and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you know, like on the accent, the, the Cockney accent, you know, like without that, without that accent, he's not the same guy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But in uh, the, the, the Matt Ryan version, my Constantine, you know, like I've talked to you about this before. Mm-hmm. He actually, there's an episode on the TV show. He says somewhere out there there's a there, how's he phrase it somewhere out there there's a because they're talking about the multiverse. Mm. He says somewhere out there there's a version of me with tattoos and black hair. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> they you know I'm like all right okay okay <laughs> they, they acknowledge each other. And uh, Matt Ryan I think just does a better job because he does the accent he does he does like the actual background of the character right and he just did it for more quote unquote hours right right. You know, but that's that's my John Constantine. He's like anybody out there has ever listened to the show knows that he's like my my pinnacle of like my badass fucking superheroes. Oh know? yes, <laughs> <laughs> but because uh, they they canceled the TV show, there's it's still got a cult following. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, uh, where I came across this is I was watching uh, YouTube and it was Stephen Corbert yeah. uh, doing an interview with with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And he's like, is there any character that you've ever wanted to play that you want to play again? He says, you know what? John Constantine, and that's all I can say. <laughs> and then I, and I followed Keanu Reeves on a bunch of stuff, and they're, they're just trying to get it to make it happen again. Nice. You know, well, I mean, shit. He definitely did a wonderful job in the latest Matrix movie. Dude, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that very, very Matrix, much. Matrix, you know, that's a whole other thing, the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we're in it. <laughs> like I, I remember. I remember the first one. God, what year was that? Ninety three. No, it wasn't that. That was that was later. That was 95? more ninety five. No, no, that was more towards I think like ninety nine. Was it really ninety eight? Some between ninety eight and two thousand. That doesn't I'm, surprise me. Yeah. If I can remember it right, I just remember going to see the first one. And just having my mind blown because I love martial arts movies. And I was like, okay, here's this crazy ass new digital martial digital quote unquote martial arts movie. And like I remember when he's fighting Lawrence Fishburne for the first time. And, oh yeah. And he, he's doing the side strokes like that. Yeah. It's like, it's a, yeah. You guys don't get to see the sound effects. <laughs> like you know, he's like hitting him real fast. Yeah, and yeah. And he's like, I know kung fu. And then the new one, he says, I still know Kung Fu. I'm like, yep. oh, my God. Oh, there was yeah, a yeah. lot of throwbacks to the first one, which is just awesome. Well, it it let, it lent into the storytelling of this movie. New one, yeah. What, the, the, the kind of thing, though, that did make me sigh a little bit is that the comparative into our society as we are now it's still true to this day as it was back mm. then to the first one. I just wish there would have been a little bit more hand to hand with Neo, because it's not it's not like Keanu Reeves can't still do it. He's still doing John Wick, right? You know, so because it, 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 it turned into like the first four or five, whatever four, I think. Like he was a hand to hand fighter and was had skills. Yeah, and, and this new one, he's just like. <laughs> Well, and, you know, that was cool, but I just wanted to see some Neo fights, man. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that he's kind of been out of the action for so long. You know, I mean, think about how it was in that movie when he realized who he was and he was trying to get everything, trying to fly again. He oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Good point. Good point. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, but I think it was actually kind of cool that they kind of humbled him down a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, you yeah. know, I have to agree with that. Even though he's extremely important in the story plot. He isn't the necessarily the only one that can do shit. You yeah, know? yeah, they actually kind of spread it out a little bit. Yeah, with think, some of the supporting cast. I think it's neat that that they turn Morbius into a computer program, like a computer. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, a computer pro- program that he wrote. Yep, and w- that they figured out a way to bring him back to bring him into the physical world with ball bearings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, he, like, he, <laughs> he was excellent. Like in that first scene, like spoilers. This movie's been out for a while. I'm not gonna spoil Spider Man because you haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, and uh, when he first comes back with Trinity, and like he holds uh, Neil Patrick Harris holds a gun to her head and pulls mm-hmm. the trigger, mm-hmm. and then Neo's like frozen in space, right? And he's just like talking shit to him, and you can see Neo is reacting, you know. But he's, like, giving him an ultimatum. Well, that's really the trick when it comes to uh, what seemingly invincible characters like Neo, you know, is that you have to... The trick to keep people interested is to find a way to humble them. Find a way to find something that can one-up them. Because in any quintessential story arc... You have the hero in the beginning where everything is fine, things are good, you know, it's the spring of his life, and then something terrible happens, you know, 
you know, come to the the struggle part of the story arc, the winter. And then after that, he discovers himself, learns new abilities. And in the end, you know, he in the summer, he figures out how to conquer his foe and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's it. Uh, well, I mean, it's I kind of got the 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 seasonal structure. I think a little fucked up there, but I know what you meant. I know what but, you meant. But I mean, that's the idea, and that's really the hard part to make movies like that stay consistently interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, God, when, when was the last one? Like fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time, yeah, dude. It's yeah. been at least at least twenty years. You think so? Oh, or 20, oh yeah. Twenty two years now. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. That's, <laughs> That's the thing. Crazy. It's been it's been a long time. And I just hope that there are certain movies that they just leave the fuck alone right. because they don't need to ruin them. You know, I heard uh I heard an ugly little rumor that they were going to try to revamp the Goonies. Don't do that. Yeah, and I heard that I I almost shit myself in disgust. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> well, like uh, I fought real hard with uh, Mad Max, the Fury Road. Right. And it's like, if it's not Mel Gibson, it's garbage. If it's not Mel Gibson, it's garbage. But that's, uh, you know, the story with my dad, Mad fucking Max. Right, right, right. So I ended ended up watching it with him and still just fell back in love with like, okay, okay, say Mel Gibson didn't want to do it this time, but Tom Hardy did it. And my dad loved it. If my dad approved it, (laughs) <laughs> he, he gets to be Mad Max if my dad approved that. See, by this, yeah. by that time, at first I was kind of opposed to a new Max, but at the same token, Mel Gibson <laughs> fucked up his own social identity, you yeah, know, he doing really what did. he did. So it's like, well, oh well, whatever. <laughs> right. I just kind of let it go at that point. It wasn't that important for me anymore. Did you like the new Max? It was all right. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, was, mean, it, it was no fucking Road Warrior. No, no, it, it wasn't. They tried really hard. Oh, they I, tried really hard. I don't know, man. I what kind of? It was another one of those things where everyone was telling me, not necessarily spoilers. But everyone kept telling me to fucking see it. Everyone kept saying, oh, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? I'm like, no, I'll see it when I fucking see it. Yeah. You know, I'll do it whenever it happens. <laughs> but no, everyone kept highlighting the dude with the guitar and the flamethrower. I was like, yeah. That's, like, that's literally like a three-minute scene. Too. Yeah, well, I mean, not even just that. It was like, yeah, I understand. Yeah, everything I do is guitar, and it made you think of me. That's wonderful, but... I'll see it when I see yeah. it, you know? I just love that they brought the... I forget the actor's name. He was Toe Cutter in the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Toe Cutter in the original Max. Mm-hmm. The original villain in the in yeah. the last mo- latest movie. Yeah, so now, and so he played Toe Cutter. It just sucks. Like, I did, trust me, I had the saltiness for a long time. Like, okay, how come Mel Gibson couldn't be in this movie? Like, he knows what he did. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 just, it just took me a while to be like, okay, somebody else is allowed to be Max. And my dad, as soon as, as soon as Pops was like, okay, this is a good movie. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the one that introduced me to Max. Right, right. So, no, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of a, it's one of those things. I mean, yeah. think about how easy it was for you to accept a new Spider-Man after Tobey Maguire. Uh, and then the one after yes. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the one after him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I don't know, when it comes to the actors specifically. It's I, a big I, deal for me, though. I ended up not caring as much 
simply because it's if they can get the body type correct, then fuck it. Whatever. Because if everyone can come up with the idea, oh, this is a different universe, this is this, this is that, and blah, oh, yeah, blah, 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 yeah. blah, then okay, fuck it. Then there are no rules. You know, you can change the actors, change all the bullshit, like the new 52 with their bullshit with Lobo. <laughs> you know, Ooh. Ooh, that even makes me upset. You know, and what ticks yeah. me off is that it sets a, it opens up a gate for them to use that version of Lobo in a, some kind of horrible movie. <laughs> you know? Better not. And you have no idea how much that would upset me. No. I mean... So, on, on all that note, Batman. Yes. So, for, <laughs> me, for me, the first Batman I ever, 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 ever saw was Adam West. And that was my dad's Batman. Right. But, let's say, 1989, Michael Keaton hits the scene. And I remember being... God, however old I was in 89, 7... <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, Where was I in '89? <laughs> and, uh, and it's this dramatic version of Batman hits the scene, right? You know, and you got you got Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and it's what, what am I trying to get at? Dude? It's, it's taking like, a children's character and actually making it in a violent adult. Well, um, it, it would never have happened if it wasn't for Frank Miller. Right. If it wasn't, you know, and that's a whole nother episode. And Tim Burton's wonderful directing that's imagination. Right, yeah. Did you, uh, like, Edward Scissorhands is one that I've only seen, like, twice. Scissorhands. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually a good movie. I love Winona Ryder. Yeah, I know you do. Johnny Depp's awesome, but uh, it, it was all about Winona for me in that movie. Well, Edward Scissorhands is one that just... And Vincent Price. Vincent Price was in that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That was actually, I think, the last movie he was ever in. Oh, shit. Like, for, for me, it was, uh, when it comes to Tim Burton, it's Beetlejuice. Ah, yes. You know, and then maybe Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rubin and his magical wiener. Yeah, I, 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 I remember, like, years and years later watching um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Mm-hmm. And he, he's the main... Not the main vampire, because Rudger Hauer is the main vampire in the movie. <laughs> and, and, like, uh, Buffy stabs him in the chest. Uh, Christy Swanson right. was Buffy in that. And the, she stabs him in the chest. He's like, ee, ah, ooh, ah, ee, ah. And then he, like, slides down to the floor and stands back up. Goes, ah, ooh, <laughs> ah. It just makes me laugh, man. I remember hearing about him, exp- like, Paul Rubin exposing himself. At a, at a fucking porn theater, though. I... It, I you know what's funny though I heard like three different versions that he did it at a restaurant that he did it at it a, a movie a, theater and then he did it at a porn it theater. Was, it's a porn theater. I've actually looked into it because I. But in either case, I mean, it's nothing against the guy. I don't see him in any darker of a light, especially if he did it at a porn theater. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just funny as shit to me that such a character like Pee Wee Herman could be capable he's of such thing. He's a sick fuck. You yeah. know. But then again. Look at Blue's Clues, yeah, right. you know, oh, yeah. and then everyone being touched with his special message and blah blah. Yeah, yeah. well, the thing about Pee Wee Herman, I loved, loved, loved Pee Wee Herman as a kid. Right. I remember for my seventh birthday, I got the Pee Wee Herman doll with a little ring. On yeah, the back. yeah, the talking Pee Wee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I had, I had uh, Terry the pterodactyl. I had, mm-hmm. I had him as a stuffed animal with this like little button in his chest you could push, and it would yep. make, make his wings flap. And dude, yeah, 
<laughs> and speaking of the Matrix, Cowboy Curtis, Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. Morpheus. Oh, and uh, Phil Hartman. He was Captain. He was Captain, uh, not Captain Ron, uh, whatever the captain's name was. Yeah, I swear to God, Phil Hartman. Yeah, he, he, Phil Hartman, News Radio. No, I know who Phil Hartman is. He, Fucking Troy McClure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, that dude is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful actor. He is very, very much missed. Watch, watch. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You, you might, might remember know me from me some such movies as. <laughs> you might remember me from such movies as Christmas Ape, <laughs> and Christmas Ape goes to summer camp. Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> here's one that I've had in my head for the longest time. It's uh, Doctor Sayus. Doctor Sayus. <laughs> can I play the piano anymore? Well, of, course of course you can. can. Well, I couldn't before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love legitimate theater. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm looking this up right now. With Phil Hartman, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Captain hey. Carl. Captain, wow, he was Captain Carl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, Pee Wee. God damn. That's fucking, dude, that blows my mind, dude. You never put that together before? I never put that together. <laughs> I mean, granted, it's also been a shit. Like, it's, it's been close to 30 years since I've watched Pee Wee Herman. So. See, last time I saw Pee Wee Herman, I was about four? Really? Four years old, four or five. Pee Wee Herman is a show that I watched a lot. And, God, oh, wow, that was over... That was well over 30 years ago. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so here, here's another one, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, dude, yeah. That's that's a show I could watch over and over. I could yeah. watch it right now. Yeah, especially right now. I'm stoned it's as shit. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's a beautiful day for a neighbor. I used to, what I loved about shows like that is that it encouraged children to really, you know, explore their own imagine, and imagination. Po- and, be, and be positive. Yeah, and to go after things, you know, that they wanted to do in life. You know, and the one thing was that they didn't stick to one type of job or they didn't talk about one specific thing. They, they talked about everything. I mean, I remember one that stuck with me, especially being a musician, is that they had guests like Wynton Marcellus on and they had they talked about how, you know, they went to a uh, a horn factory. I remember that. You know, they I showed you how that. they made saxophones, trumpets, tubas, you know, the whole shebang. And I thought that was so cool because I was always curious how the hell they managed to bend that brass around to make it into those shapes and get the you know, get the keys and everything in place. And then you had Fred Rogers there having the whole experience along with you. Exactly. You know, very <laughs> inclusive. I remember he even went to a mushroom farm yep. where they grew white cap mushrooms. Yep. I thought that was fucking cool. Well, you know, he had that, you know, that that song for everything he did, uh, like he walk in and start the episode and like here's the thing about Mr. Rogers that always tripped me out. Okay, so at the beginning of the episode, he comes in and like changes his shoes and gets comfortable. Right. And at the end of the episode, he changes his shoes and leaves. Yeah. It's like so. Does he not live there? Well, you know, actually, it's kind of funny because I know people, including you know, and actually, I used to do this too. Is uh, I had inside shoes mm-hmm. and then I had outside shoes. But where is he going? Because at at the opening of every episode, he's arriving at the house, and at the end of every episode, he's leaving. 
maybe he's got to go score. <laughs> right, right. Mr. Rogers ain't that mellow on his own, you yeah, know. He, <laughs> he, 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 he was a sniper. He, he, <laughs> I, I, could, I could see back in the day old Fred Rogers hitting the corner, man, by, yeah. by, an, by an, a halfy, you know. <laughs> For Mr. McFeely. Or, or, in, or in his, for his day and age, a lid. It would have definitely been for Mr. McFeely. Oh, yeah, dude. Speedy delivery? Come on now. Right? You know Chef Sprocket was hooking up the oh, brownies. Right. And then what about Reading Rainbow? Oh, dude. The mighty LeVar Burton, dude, man. Right, right. Butterfly that, in You the see, sky. now, there is a guy who deserves many, many awards in the realm of education. Yeah. Of yeah. Just, like, motivation. I... I actually hold him very responsible for my love of books, of course. Me too. And Me too. the idea that stories like the ones I read are came from the heads of people like me mm -hmm. you know other human beings who use their imagination to tell a really awesome story and like i kind of like mr rogers you know he, he emphasized that they did it you can do it yeah see that's a great thing like uh you know i haven't watched children's tv in 40 years but 80s children's TV was so encouraging. Mm -hmm. It's like you can be with, I remember watching a Mr. Rogers episode where they go to space camp. Right. And he's like, you can do this. You can be. And of course, Mr. Rogers had a song about you, oh. can, you can be whatever you want to be. Whatever Damn right. You, you know, that's it, Fred Rogers. man. <laughs> but, you know, nowadays, I mean, I've, I've seen a couple of kids shows. I mean, even when my daughter was little, I mean, I watched, I obviously watched many with her, you know. And I noticed the trend, though, is that kids shows really emphasize one's own uniqueness, I guess. But they, they, they constantly emphasize that you are special. And, oh, you know, yeah. every child is special. Every human being is special. But they don't really say that, they don't emphasize that they should go out and do things with themselves, you know? Yeah. You could be a firefighter. You know, every now and then they'll have an episode of oh. on a kid's show like oh, that. Lord, I'm, like, trying not to pee myself up here. I decided to keep that in there just for embarrassment's sake. I almost peed. <laughs> so, but yeah, we were, uh, Tony was talking about how the old shows used to encourage you to like do any, you could be anything you wanted to be, like the the, the theme song to Reading Rainbow. Right. I can be anything. But nowadays, I mean, they still tell you that you can go out and do things, but they don't necessarily tell you that you can do anything. You know, they can't. They don't. They most places or most shows I've come to see that they don't. They, they tell you that you can be a part of some other pre-existing organization, like a firefighter or a policeman or an astronaut. You know, they don't emphasize to a child nowadays that you could have your own business. Mm. You, could, you could have your own product. You could be your boss. You could, you know, do this. And mainly because the way that the economy is worked right now, it's hard for small business because, well, the threat of Main Street looms over, you know, <laughs> Wall Street. And, and I miss that because the idea that... I remember telling uh, the little brother of a friend of mine once that, you know, he asked me, um, well, what if I was a firefighter? I was like, that'd be cool as shit, you know? You can save people's lives. And I was like, have you ever thought, well, what... And I asked him, well, what do you like? 
Hmm. He gave me some kind of kid answer, like yeah. watching cartoons. And I asked him, well, have you ever thought about being a cartoon drawer? Well, it's like, like, it's like who put firefighter in his head. Hmm? I, you know, I, I told and I gave, put him in kid terms, drawer instead of animator. Yeah. You know, but then I told him, I was like, well, would you like to have a store that you could sell comic books all day? Yeah. You know, and that, that thing, you know, and it, it puts the bee in the bonnet that you don't have to be a part of a big organization, you know, and be a part of someone else's dream. You can dream your own, do yeah. what you want to do, unless that is what you want to do. If you don't mind and that, you know, that's just an ancillary part of your big plan to work, you know, say in a warehouse or a factory, you know. You know, then fine, whatever, that's awesome. Because there's plenty of people that they have their job, but that is just it. That's where they just go for these few hours. They don't mind what they do. They make their money, and then they use that money to do things that they have passion for. You know, and that's, you know, and that's actually a really hard thing to do nowadays because most jobs want to break you of that mentality that you should not have passion outside of your job. Right. You know, oh, yeah. if you're working in a distribution center, that is your passion now. Your passion is his passion. And who is he? He is the guy who signs your check. So <laughs> if you want that check, you now have to share his passion and don't talk about anything that threatens his passion. He wants to go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go to the moon. You know, and <laughs> I'm sorry. I will. I will always take jabs at that 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 individual. Well, and uh, we nasty all, little man. Uh, we all we all know who you're referring to. Yes, yes, we all know. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like he brings out like the evil villain character in me, man. <laughs> I, just, I just want to refer to him in such a dark tone. <laughs> To the point where it's almost Sith-like. I, I wish I, I, I wish I, I wish I could do uh, the accent, but I can't. <laughs> it's uh, like I I I I don't know, man. I I think rich people should do a lot more awesome things with their money. Yeah. Well, I saw a thing the other day. It was uh, I forget what website I was looking at, but they were talking about how like people in poverty in the United States, it's basically impossible to get out on your own. Yeah, like uh, one one thing that they were talking about is okay. Let's say just a money saving technique of uh, buying in bulk. Like I myself can't afford to buy bulk toilet paper. I can go to the store and buy a dollar pack of four, and that's what I have to. That's you know that's what's in my budget. But there's people that go there and buy a huge fucking bulk. Yeah, thirty-two and, pack. Yeah, and you know, it comes out to way less than a dollar a pack. Right. You know, and you know it's just. Oh, yeah, I'm, spend, no, I'm no economist. It, it, well, it's, I don't know, man. The one thing that does get to me, though, is a new issue that our economy faces and that we're currently facing, which is the new issue of displacement. You know, we have people, because of all the disasters that have happened in this country, you know, on a natural, on a natural scale, ranging from wildfires to tornadoes to mass flooding to mass freezing. Oh, yeah. You know, um, people are now leaving their, what used to be their home states, they're looking for sa literally safer places to live. And if it's not that, more affordable places because of inflation or whatever. You know, so now we're dealing with an influx of displaced people oh, yeah. that come move in and then that also disrupts our local economy and it's not that i don't want them to move here fuck it come on over 
You know, shit. There'll be more signatures to get shit done on a grassroots scale. <laughs> right. Especially depending on where you're from. You know, you might be used to that kind of thing. But at the same token, you have evil giants like realtors who oh, take advantage yeah. of that. Banks. You know, and they will up, you know, they will up rents. They will up interest rates. They know that these new people can afford it with the money that they are used to making, you know. But when it comes to the locals... They get the shaft. I mean, it's insane to think. I remember homelessness was an issue here for a good while, but with this boom of new people coming in and new money, so many, even like I looked up my old apartment. I, I had a studio apartment that at the time was even expensive. I was paying five fifty, yeah, for just a box and a bathroom. Uh, yeah, and you know, I went back because I was very curious. Because once I heard things had been going up so much. My studio went from five fifty to almost nine fifty. That's un- for that's just unre- a studio apartment. That's unreasonable. Yeah, it's not even downtown. It's yeah. not close to any quote unquote trendy spot. Oh, yeah. It it just if nobody can me, afford that. Yeah, it let me flabbergasted because like right now, I mean, so many people I know are terrified of their uh, you know their apartment management company upping their rent you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars yep and the thing is depending on how long their lease is is how long their cushion is to prepare because you could have a six-month lease and you get a notice halfway through that that at the end of your lease that your rent is going up by five hundred dollars that's it's unreasonable yeah, it's it, it, it is completely unreasonable. Yeah, unless unless minimum wage is twenty dollars an hour, but then you know what's going to happen after that. What then would cost maybe say ten dollars will then be upped to fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. There is the, it, it is a constant matching, and the I've heard people say, well, there has to be a balance. Bull it's fucking not a balance. shit it's is not, not a, a balance. It's not a balance. You're devaluing your own currency by doing that. Well, I, I forget the government. Uh, I forget the president that uh, created the minimum wage. I forget the. I forget his name. But uh, I, and it was like an actual wording is that every every working American should should have, I'm butchering this, but every every working American um, where every working American should have a livable wage. Yeah. And I I've, I just you know I didn't do my research on this. I didn't even think about talking about this tonight. But it was something I saw recently. It was something an American cre or an American president created, the minimum wage, and. That's it should be the minimum for a reason. You know, and but the here's the here, but then that's the other thing too with the joy of free commerce. Yeah. You can charge, you can alter your prices, you can do almost anything you want because of that. And what bothers me is that there's no balance in the tax brackets. Definitely you not. You know, if you were to that's one thing. If you want to make as much money as you want, that's great. But if you're making so much that you make more in one month than it takes one person in a year to make, then maybe you ought to be paying out a little bit more. Right. You know, or one thing that a coworker kind of put a, put in my head is the idea of having a straight flat tax I've across heard that before, the board. Yeah. You know, make it X percent regardless of who you are, what amenities you have. Blah, 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 you have money tied into this and that and blah, blah, blah. That shouldn't matter. Think about how many things that could be changed by that. But, you know, it is what it is currently. And, well, hey, 
We need we we need Superman to be like, all right, this is fucked up. I'm going to get the Justice League. We will be the new Congress. Well, that's why. They, <laughs> well, that, that's why the world fucked up is getting rid of all the phone booths. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So on that, brother, we just hit an hour. I'm going to bring that to an end. All right. Pre- on, appreciate you recording with me. Yeah, man. this was fun, man. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. Later.